Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kampakis, your host. Now, if I've learned anything in almost 20 years of parenting, it's that different seasons call for different ways of showing love. With teenagers, there's a lot of mystery because we're never quite sure what their mood will be. Will they receive our hug or push us away? Will they share what's going on in their life or make us wonder and guess? Every child and home are different, but what's true across the board is that all teenagers crave the love of their parents, even when they don't act like it. Here are 10 quick ways to show that you care as your little girl or your little boy becomes an adolescent. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. When my daughter first became a teenager, she did something that initially baffled me. It happened when she was tired or had just woken up. She'd stand in front of me, drop her head, and not say a word. When I asked a question, she'd mumble or shrug. I could tell she wanted something, but I didn't know what. And then one day it hit me. I noticed her body was leaning toward me ever so slightly and waiting for me to respond. I realized then that what she wanted was something I hadn't given her in quite a while. A big maternal hug. After this epiphany, I formed a game plan in my head. I knew what to do when she planted her tired body in front of me. You want a hug, kid? Well, I will show you one of those. I'd wrap my arms around my daughter and hold her as tightly as I could. I'd embrace her as long as she let me. I knew my instincts were right when my daughter relaxed in my arms. In these moments, I was her safe place, a source of comfort when she was tired. Sometimes she didn't hug me back, and I didn't take this personally because I knew the hidden truth. I knew that she still craved my love and affection, but she didn't want to ask for them. It's easy to forget this as our kids grow up, isn't it? When they're little, we distribute hugs and kisses freely because they're so cuddly and cute. They run up to us with outstretched arms, and it's hard to resist, sweeping them up and planting kisses all over them. But as our kids grow up and mature, they want space and privacy. They stop running to the door when we come home at night and stop giving us the rock star treatment. As hormones kick in, their cues get harder to read. We aren't sure when to try to connect and when to simply back off. This is why I try to love my teenagers regardless of whether they love me back. I try to show affection even if it's not reciprocated. After all, that is the essence of unconditional love. That is how we love our children with no strings attached. Showing love to a teenager without cramping their style is not always easy. But besides showing affection, here are 10 easy ways to show that you care. Number one, listen. The older kids get, the more important it is to listen. We as parents have no idea what it's like to be a teenager today or what it's like to be our child. And the only way to truly understand that is by listening and asking good questions. Teenagers want to know that their thoughts and opinions matter. Sometimes we have to take off our parenting hat and let them talk freely, honestly, and without fear of getting in trouble. I know a father who used to have car time with his teenage son when they got in a heated debate. They ride around town to hash things out. During the car time, his son could say anything, but once the ride was over, so was the discussion. This dad would make his final call, and sometimes he would change his mind after hearing his son out. Teenagers have a lot to figure out, and they need sounding boards and mentors. When we learn to listen well, then they're more likely to come to us with problems and questions. Number two, treat your teenager with dignity and respect. Donald Miller once said, People won't listen to you unless they sense that you like them. This is especially true with teenagers, who can tell when we speak from a place of real love. Parents love to commiserate about the misery of raising teenagers, often in the earshot of teenagers, 
And while some complaints hold truth, they don't build trust or goodwill. How would you feel if you overheard your parents griping about you? Would that make you want to open up? Would that make you want to share your heart or put up a wall instead, saving your best behavior for someone who appreciates it? The golden rule applies to adolescents too. Since overt criticism doesn't make anyone feel loved or accepted, it's safe to assume that our teenagers feel the same. Number three, love their friends. As our teenagers pull away from us, they gravitate toward their friends. The influence of their friend group magnifies significantly. Anyone important to my children is someone who I want to know, and it's worth the time and also lots of fun getting to know people who will shape who our teenagers become. Number four, spend time together. One perk of having older kids is getting to enjoy their company like we would an old friend. The options are wide open when it comes to engaging with our teens, and a good place to start is just doing what they love. Activities like hiking, watching movies, skiing, cooking, exercising, doing yoga, going to concerts, eating at cool restaurants, traveling, playing sports, the list goes on. Every family is different, and whatever thing we bond over with our teenager can go a really long way in building memories and trust. Number five, surround them with empowering adults. It's been said that it takes five adults consistently present in a child's life to help raise a healthy child. While parents undeniably have the greatest influence here, there comes a day when our children realize that we have to love them. We're biased because they're ours. Especially in the teenage years, our encouragement isn't enough. They need other adults to believe in them and in their potential. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, and family friends can create a great village around your child. So can the people on the front line, like their teachers, coaches, small group leaders, and youth pastors. We can't make anyone love our child, but we can pray for positive influences and role models in their life. Number six, be ready to drop everything when they want to talk to you. Teenagers often want to talk at the most inopportune times, and if we don't take these opportunities when they come, they may not come again. My friend, who is a single working mom, grabs moments with her teenagers, even when they're not convenient. It's like I'm always on standby, she says, and thankfully, I can be on standby working from home. She says her best moments are always impromptu, and sometimes she'll simply put the dishes down and watch a football game with her son. Even if they don't talk, she knows that being in close proximity and intentionally spending time with him helps deepen the relationship. Number seven, show tough love when necessary. Teenagers won't understand every choice we make as parents. Only time and maturity will change their perspective. Youth pastor Cameron Cole says, We aren't parenting for our 16-year-old to like us. We're parenting for our 40-year-old to respect us. To me, this means keeping the big picture in mind setting healthy boundaries, and letting our kids face the consequences of poor choices and mistakes. Number eight, pray for them and empower them through faith. Prayer is our most powerful tool as parents. God loves our children more than we do, and He has a unique plan for each child. Through prayer, we gain wisdom, strength, and clarity into His plan. Teenagers long for something to cling to. They're wrestling with their purpose and their identity. This makes adolescence the perfect time to empower them through faith, to present God as their hope in the storm, and the one thing that will never change, even as the rest of their life does. Number nine, encourage healthy risks. Today's world expects perfection. There is no margin of error allowed, and to no surprise, our kids are scared to death to fail. But adolescence is a time for healthy risk-taking. It's a time to practice being brave, 
facing fears, and gaining confidence by doing things outside your comfort zone. As parents, we can help our teenagers overcome a fear of failure by explaining that failure is part of their story, but not the end of their story. We can remind them how the road to success is always paved with adversity and most likely some failures too. And when better days come down the road, we can cheer for them on a deeper level because we know the backstory behind their success. And number 10, see the good in them. A mom once told me about her college-aged son who brought home suitcases full of wet towels for her to wash. He'd get off the plane looking like a refugee because his schoolwork was so intense and he was exhausted from studying. She wanted to comment on his appearance, but she didn't want criticism to be his welcome home. So she bit her tongue instead and hugged him. Having limited time together, she wanted to make the most of it. It's so easy to let our kids' shortcomings blind us to their good. It's easy to let their messy room or their bad attitude become our focal point. While we certainly have a responsibility as parents to instill values and characters and good attitudes, we also have to see the good in our children. We can remember that when God looks at us, He sees potential. He sees who we can become, and He loves us according to that. With our teenagers, we can do the same. In short, there's no perfect science to loving a teenager because every teenager is unique and has a unique love language. Appearances can be deceiving, and just because a teenager looks grown up and totally self-sufficient doesn't mean that they don't still have emotional needs. Just because they don't try to connect with their parents or ask us to be at their game doesn't mean that they don't want us present and engaged in their life, cheering them on as only a parent can do. Teenagers may ask for a later curfew or more money, but they don't always ask for the things that they need most. So even if my hugs and my kisses go unreciprocated, I'll keep giving them to my teenagers. I'll remind my girls that they are unconditionally loved, and I'll savor the moments when they do relax in my arms and silently tell me that even though they are growing up, they still enjoy their mom. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am really grateful to have you here. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow the Girl Mom Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a ratings or review so others can find these messages too. Also, please remember to pre-order my new book for moms, written for girl moms and for boy moms, that releases April 5th. The book is called More Than a Mom, How Prioritizing Your Wellness Helps You and Your Family Thrive. And this book is all about taking care of your inner wellness and letting your children witness your journey to become the best version of you. You can find the link to this book and my other books in the show notes. Thanks again for your support and have a great day.